The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Fascinating interviews and compelling conversations. Be present. The Diane Ray Show. Welcome, everybody, to the show. I'm so glad you could tune in today. Today is going to be a fun show. And as we're beginning the year, I think we need to have a little fun. So if you're familiar with me a little bit, if you've seen my website or on Facebook, then you're going to know I love all kinds of witchy things, mystical things, magical things, ghosts. I mean, I I love all that stuff. (laughs) And I've especially been a big fan of tarot cards since I was a teenager. And At first, I wanted to play fortune teller and astound my friends with my psychic powers. And as I got older, I started to see the tarot cards as a way to get quiet and listen to my higher self and really communicate, you know, with something a little bit bigger. So it became more a tool of meditation and contemplation and not really fortune telling. So I've been really interested in tarot for a long time. You know, tarot cards have been around forever since the mid 15th century, and they have a rich and fascinating history. So we're going to delve into that a little bit today with my guest. And my guest today is an expert in tarot cards, as well as all things magical. So we share a lot of the same interests. Radley Valentine has been studying the magical symbolism of tarot for 30 years, and he's put together six different card decks, including the best-selling Angel Tarot cards. And his latest deck, brand new that I've been spending some time with here, having a lot of fun with this deck. It's awesome. It's called the Angel Wisdom Tarot. And this amazing deck draws from the wisdom and power of the archangels to help people make a stronger connection to the divine. And Radley firmly believes that we have the power to create our own reality by tapping into the magic that is our connection to the divine. So if you're interested in Radley, you can find him everywhere. He's on Facebook, Instagram, as well as his website, RadleyValentine.com. And I'm so happy to have him on the show. Welcome, Radley. Well, hey, hey, how you doing? (laughs) I'm good. Happy New Year to you. (laughs) Happy New Year! (laughs) A little belated fireworks there. Wow. Boy, was I glad to get 2020 out the door and over. Oh, can we just not speak of it? Right? The year which shall not be named. The year should should not be named. Yes, let's let it. We'll let it fade uh, into the into the distance. But yeah, I mean, it's so great to have you on, especially at the beginning of a new year. And I'm excited to talk with you about these angel wisdom tarot cards. And I really think they're going to help a lot of people. People are going to really get some insight into these cards. So I wanted to introduce you a little bit to the Unity crowd. I know you've been on the show before, but it's been a while. Yeah. And I need to have you on regularly because <laughs> you're so you're so fun to, to talk to. And so, Radley, on your website, it says you're an ambassador of the magical life. And I love that. I mean, we shouldn't forget about magic or not think that magic exists. So when did you start becoming interested in in leading a magical life? So, so first of all, let's just go back to the, the ambassador of a magical life. My marketing team is like the best marketing team on planet Earth, and they love me and they are very sweet. I did not write that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, um, but they 
they they they're very sweet and they write stuff like that all the time and it just makes me laugh because I usually don't even know they've done it until someone says so you're the prince of tarot now and it's just like oh god where did you see that and can I get it deleted so anyway um what was the question (laughs) (laughs) just that you're basically so you are an ambassador of the magical life even if you didn't coin that phrase but you're you're so positive in in promoting the idea that you know we can have a magical life and that there there are things and and forces that you, you know maybe we don't com- completely understand but you've been interested in what what's the word like esoteric things or magical things I, you know for a long time right well yeah i mean it's like I I actually snagged magicalthings.com which I still own it's you know everything's everything faces radleyvalentine.com now but I actually bought magicalthings.com like 15 minutes after the internet started <laughs> so and, you were on it well I was and the reason I did it was because a friend of mine sent me a a, a birthday card and it had that very famous quote on it that said um our uh, wits Wait, let's, let's see. Uh, the world is full of magical things, patiently waiting for our wits to grow stronger. And and I was I framed that thing, and and so then when the internet came around, and everybody's buying URLs. I was like, oh, magicalthings.com, and I bought it. You know, and thank God I bought it because I'd never get it today for less than like twenty thousand dollars or something crazy. But I do think that we live we have the opportunity to live a very magical life. And I even think that we live a magical life, even if we aren't quite aware that we are. And right. I think that we can direct our path. We can control our 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 journey through the mystical maze of life by staying awake by being aware of the universe speaking to us. And I like to call them languages of of the divine. So whether you're into tarot or astrology or numerology or whatever, whatever the thing is that really like gets you so excited, all of these are languages of the divine. They're source, God, goddess, universe, call it what you want. It doesn't matter. It's all the same. But I believe that we are adored. I believe I I believe that firmly. I believe that our angels adore us, that the divine adores us, and all they really want for us is for us to be incredibly happy. And we have control over that. Are there sad things that happen in life? Yeah, you know what? There's this kooky little thing called death, which is an illusion, but nevertheless a very convincing one that con- you know convinces us of the illusion of separateness from other souls for a time and because we're playing this cray cray video game called earth um you know it's like we can like feel the the, the hurt of that the sense of loss you know i was this past holiday season, um, uh, I was working with a medium named Heather Hildebrand, um, both professionally and personally. And she got this message from my mom that said, life is like a Christmas tree. Hanging on the tree are ornaments that remind us of joyful things and sad things. It's only when you stand back and take in the fullness of the tree that you see the fullness and the magic of life. 
Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, I know, right? And I'm like, oh, mom, that. you wrote my blog this week. <laughs> <laughs> she was she was helping you. But I love that message. I really do that, you know, the way that you're letting people know, look, magic, however you, you know, you're defining it. I mean, the, these things can help us in life. You know, life can be magical. And yeah, you're right. Terrible things will happen. That's part of the human experience. And we're going to experience things like death, of course, um, as our, you know, mortal bodies are going to wear out eventually, but that doesn't mean we <laughs> as souls, you know, are not going to go on. So, yeah, I think we can use a, a little reminder that magic can exist. You know, there can be magic in life. And, and there is. I mean, it's it, it's all around us. It's 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 literally a a method of of staying awake to it. And, you know, becoming awake to it, not allowing yourself to fall into the drone of daily life and, and just, you know, getting up in the morning and doing the same thing over and over and over again without taking some time to like focus on what are we grateful for? What in our lives is worthy of our gratitude and why are, and why are we not focusing on that instead of focusing on the the things that we perceive that we need and do not have? And, right. and, and, and when we do that, you know, it's like, this is a lesson that I would, it's like, I, I've been trying to drill this into my gorgeous husband's head for 13 years now that it's like, if you focus on the negative, that is where, that's what, that's the energy you're going to bring in. You're just going to get that. And, and it's like, if you focus on the positive, then that's what you're going to get. It's called law of attraction. It is a tricky little thing to master for sure. And I'm not promise. I'm not saying I've mastered it. (laughs) No, I'm not saying that, but it's like, I am so aware, Diane, of absolutely everything that happens every day of my life. It's like I am, it's like I have my finger stuck in the magical outlet of the universe. And so I'm. Well, it's such a, a great thing to be attached to, to be connected to. And what you're saying, I love that. It's it's such a great reminder, especially after the hellish year, you know, that we've been through. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's easy to get caught up in that negative loop of everything happening and and reacting to it. And yeah, it's been awful and and sucks. And yeah, we've all had to deal with it, you know, some more than others. And people have lost people, you know, over the past year. But, you know, we can control how we react to it, how we move forward, what choices that we make, you know, going, going through as we move through this coming year you know, coming up. So we do have pow- more power than we think. I exactly. Guess is what I'm trying to say, <laughs> and, you know, and it's like, yeah, it, it was, it was a, st- a stressful year for sure. Um, and yet there are, I, I had, I experienced more personal and professional growth in 2020 than any year before that. I mean, it was like off the charts, the things that I learned and the things that developed and the things that happened with me uh, professionally and personally, some of them, most of them great, some of them not so great. 
you know, and did I, did I want 2020 to go away? Absolutely. I hadn't listened to the news in like two years because I couldn't bear it. I was just waiting for January 20th so I could turn NPR back on, you know? <laughs> and, and so it's, so, you know, it's, yeah, it was difficult, but, you know, I always like to sort of like point out to people that I think some great things will come out of 2020, including a lot of people who did not have the opportunity of working from home now have working for companies who are like, you know, we don't need all this real estate, just stay home. And, right. you know, and so there, there are some great things that came out of 2020 and we will heal from 2020. And hopefully what we will take away from that are the things that were great, that were good, that we can maybe keep in our society and throw the rest away. Um, I agree. So, but that's me that, you know, it's like they, you know, <laughs> you know, I am kind of little Miss Mary Sunshine. It is true. But well, we need a, a dose of Mary Sunshine, that's for sure. And you know what I've been using a lot, though, over the past year is, I mean, I like like I said in the beginning, I've always loved tarot cards, and I have a bunch of me decks too. You know that I've had for years, some decks that were given to me, others that I bought. And, you know, I've really, and it's true, like in the beginning when I started playing with them, it was all fun and magical, and I would give readings to my friends, even though I didn't really know what the heck I was doing. I would just read the, read the book and the descriptions and try to figure it out. And then as I got older and I started, I really didn't want to read for people anymore. I wanted to just read for myself mm -hmm. because I was getting such great insight and it kind of became part of my spiritual practice in a way. Although some people might say, well, you know, why would you use tarot in that way? But for me, it became more of like, you know, positive affirmation cards or ways to help myself make decisions and really tune in to what my truth was, you know, because I think we always know what to do. We just don't want to admit it. You know, you have sometimes you have to get quiet. And that's where the cards were so great, you know, over the past year. So yours, though, I really want to tell people these are so cool. And I love them. And and just to tell people the difference, because some people might have been familiar with you from angel oracle cards or different decks. So what would you say is, is there a big difference between oracle and tarot? Like tarot is a certain system and yeah. an oracle deck is, is a little different. Yeah. I mean, from the standpoint of working with tarot versus working with oracle cards, I would argue there is no difference. So it's, it's, we are tapping into the divine that is within us using pieces of paper with pretty pictures and words on them, or they're pretty pictures in my deck, because I don't have any people running around with tin swords bleeding out onto the ground because <laughs> uh, little Mary Sunshine would not do that. Right. But that being said, you know, I, I feel like they're the same. So if you're a, a lover of angel Oracle cards or any kind of Oracle cards, you can pick up a deck by me and open them and start working with them right away. Now, do I think there is more depth in tarot, more symbolism? I, I do think that, but that doesn't make, make it better. It just makes it different because whereas Oracle cards are absolutely the purview of the creator, they can be 12 cards, 27 cards, 14 cards, 32 cards, eight cards, whatever they want it to be on any topic in the universe. Tarot is meant to be a set system of 78 cards that reflects life, literally life. And so when I say things like, you know, 
You mentioned it yourself. Tarot's a little old. It's 600 years old. Okay. Yes. Um, and so, you know, back then when tarot was kind of coming around, uh, times were tough. <laughs> it was a little harder on planet Earth than it is right now, uh, even as hard as we might think it is. Um, and so, and, and people were illiterate. You know, and so, you know, this little the guy that I mentioned that comes from the 10 of fire in my decks or 10 of, of, of wands in traditional tarot, laying face down in a pool of blood with 10 swords in his back. I mean, this basically represents, you know, it's just just to say, OK, this is over. And so to me, it was like, OK, we really don't need this harsh wincing eye pain, you know, and not to mention scaring ourselves to death and scaring anybody we're doing a reading for, we can pick something else. So for example, like in one of my decks, I have instead of dead man down, I have a ballerina standing on a stage, taking a bow with swans on the curtains beside her to say this, this act is complete. And so instead of the death card, Instead of dead man walking, you've got the ballerina. I love that. <laughs> well, actually, the death card is, I call that release. And that's a whole different thing. But for Ten of Wands, yeah, you know, that whole like melodramatic, it's so melodramatic, right? I mean, it's like ten swords in his back. I mean, wouldn't one have done? I mean, right. But, you know, it's like, so when I changed tarot, what I was basically doing was I was making tarot for myself and people who were like me. You know, and, you know, writer Waite, I, I prefer to call it Waite Smith um, to acknowledge the artist, uh, Pamela Coleman Smith. But <clears throat> um, when I, you know, it's like I couldn't, when I started reading, I could not read from that. That was too harsh, too, too, you know, just too many awful symbols. And, 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 you know, like the death card, which means an ending, it never means a physical death. And there's the devil card, which doesn't mean that some guy in a red suit and a pitchfork is going to chase you around. It's not what it meant. And so I just wanted to like go, okay, you know what, this is the the 21st century. We have incarnated enough times that we do not need this in our lives anymore at all. And so I, you know, some people say I've diluted tarot. <laughs> there are tarotists who say I've ruined it, which is hilarious to me. But, you know, it's it's like I, I didn't dilute it. It's like if I took certain symbolism out that I thought was harsh or difficult to function with, I put something else back in. It just wasn't necessary to have these cards that flipped people out when we really do not need to be any more flipped out than we have been over the last year. Right. I would. Yeah, I would agree with that. And also I would say that with, as far as the meaning, it's not like you made it a totally Pollyanna deck where (laughs) nothing Mm -hmm. bad is ever going to happen. No, no. You're not going to get any news that you should say, Hmm, maybe I should take a look at this. Nope. You're just presenting it in a different way, but the meaning of the, of the deck, because you're right, like 15th century, you know, Renaissance times was, you know, definitely a lot different and harsher, um, in a lot of ways than, than now. So yeah, I see you just kind of, you updated it in in a sense. I, I updated it for our evolved souls is what, the way I like to look at it. That, you know, it's like we've done a lot of coming around spiritually. We didn't need that. Loss is still in my decks. Sorrow is still in my decks. 
you know, the difficult things that happen in life are still in the deck because I feel very strongly that if you, if you change the basic meanings of the cards, if you start, you know, different people do different things. They start pulling out the court cards because they don't understand them and they don't want to try to explain them. And so they just pull them out. I'll just pull them out, (laughs) you know, or it's like when you start doing those kinds of things and what you have, in my opinion, is what I call a tarot oracle deck. You know, you've got an oracle deck that's loosely based on tarot. But I've left 78 cards, five suits, you know, 14 cards per suit. It's all still there the way it evolved. So, um, yeah. No, it's I mean, it's interesting the the difference. I mean, personally, I I like the <laughs> I like the scary decks. I mean, I appreciate them for you know their artwork and and all of that. And I and I knew that if I drew you know a death card or the or the falling tower or something like that, that it wasn't like a literal thing that was going to happen, but that you know you should look at a certain situation or you know something like that. Like I I never thought. When I saw the devil card personally, like I'd never thought that I was going to, you know, be ensnared be by Satan. Or, right. <laughs> right. I wasn't going to be hit by, you know, poked by a pitchfork or anything like that. So, but see, but I can see where some people would be scared of that. Absolutely. I have a person on my staff who's still freaked out by tarot after all these years. And, and, and it's like, and that's okay. Um, but, you know, it's like, I, I, I have friends in the tarot world who love the scary decks, love is the gorier, the better, you know, and that's great because that's the experience that they're having uh, in this particular lifetime for themselves, where it speaks to them at some level. And that is great. I don't ever speak out against an, another tarot deck, no matter what I think, but I do think it's my personal belief system that after having sold millions of copies of my decks, that there were people who came to tarot because I made it palatable for them who would have never touched the vampire deck. Right. Right. So true. Yeah. You kind of, you took that, that piece out and I think that's so great because I, like I was saying, I find it's just such a great tool to, you know, calm yourself down or, or really get guidance. And that's what you, what you were stressed in, in the guidebook, right? Like you want people to use it in that way. Yeah, absolutely. Then thank you for circling back to that. Because one of the things you said that earlier on was that you thought maybe it was a little bit of a weird way to use tarot, the way you use it for personal insight and daily inspiration. It's like, I don't think that's weird at all. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) you know, I've taught thousands of students about tarot and yeah, do a lot of them have a metaphysical career or something? Absolutely. But a lot of them don't. A lot of them have no intentions of giving somebody else a reading ever, but they, they are in, in, you know, enchanted by tarot. They are enchanted by this opportunity to get information. Uh, You know, I, I feel like my decks in particular are fabulous ways to communicate with your guardian angels or the archangels. It's, it's just, it's just a great way to get, have a conversation. 
And that's what makes this tarot, particularly this one, is so so unique. Now, this one, how would you say is different from your previous best-selling deck, the Angel Tarot? Oh, God, I worked so hard on this. <laughs> I, I did. And, you know, the reason – and, and I, I worked really hard on it for, for several reasons, one of which being I just wanted to – I wanted to best myself. I just wanted to – do it better than I ever had done it before. And, and I also kind of wanted to like maybe kind of come back to center because I've been a little bit all over the place. I think angel tarot cards, people love them because it was kind of center. Um, and then I did guardian angel tarot cards, which was nowhere near the center. It was just angel people. Okay. And tarotists hated it. <laughs> <laughs> you heard that right oh, I, yeah, yeah. That. oh yeah oh yeah yeah again <laughs> i ruined tarot but anyway um so angel wisdom and and there are other decks this angel wisdom tarot cards is actually my seventh deck that i've created wow. and so this was me kind of like going you know what i'm going to pull back i'm going to pull some more tr- traditional symbolism back into the deck uh, none of the gory stuff, none of the, none of the stuff that freaks people out or will frighten people, none of that, but more, some, some more traditional stuff is in there while still making it different. And one of the ways I made it different was that I attributed to every pip card, which for people who don't know are the ace through 10 cards, every single one of the pip cards, I noted them back to a major arcana card as well as an archangel so that you know people who might pull for example three of fire three of wands and are in this this time of great creativity and expansion and i tied it back to the empress with a, a notation at the bottom of the card that said go back to the empress archangel gabriel can help you during this time and and so that's something that's very different in the deck than uh, anything i've ever done before and and not anything I've ever seen anybody else do. So that was so important to me. <laughs> it was so important to me. It's like do something you've never seen anyone else do. And and it's the Well, the, you really pulled it off. Thank you. The the I response think. has been pretty amazing um and humbling for sure. Well, it's and and I love how well we're gonna we're gonna take a, a short break in just a minute here and then we'll come back and really dig in and tell people how to do a reading and also how to connect with their angels with these cards. But I think that you've done just a beautiful job with it, and it's really not like any other deck. So I think it's pretty cool. I'm Diane Ray. We're gonna be back in just a minute with my guest Radley Valentine talking about the Angel Wisdom Tarot cards. Stay close. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Be Present, the Diane Ray Show. 
Welcome back. Thanks for uh, coming back after the break here. I'm talking with Radley Valentine about his new tarot deck. It's called the Angel Wisdom Tarot Cards. And I got to send you to Radley's site. You can check him out at RadleyValentine.com. Find out more about him and also get these cards. Uh, They're through Hay House. You can get them through Hay House or probably through Amazon as well, right? Can you get them there? Oh, gosh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Any major bookseller, you can get them. Right. Any bookseller, you know, and if you happen to be able to find a new age bookshop or independent bookseller, you know, definitely give them your business. Absolutely. Because they need it. Yes. So we were talking about, you know, just how special the deck is and, and all the work that you went into this in the previous segment. So, and I wanted to, to touch on the angels here, because I mean, a lot of people know you through your work with angels. Mm-hmm. You're, you're an angel expert yep. and you've managed to add the guardian angels to this deck in a pretty interesting way. So I wanted you to explain a little bit how that works as we're going through the deck here. Sure. So what I've actually, it's archangels that. It, what did I say? Arch? Guardian angels. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which okay. is, is Freudian because my next deck is guardian angel based. Uh-huh. And I'm okay. super excited about that. And I am a humongous if I'm an ambassador, I'm an ambassador for guardian angels because it's like I I am their big cheerleader. So I understand why you said that. But yeah, this deck is mostly about um, uh, archangels. Okay. And archangels are the big kahunas <laughs> angel world, right yeah yeah they're sort of they're the, they're the 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 Brad Pitt and 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 Jennifer Aniston's of the angel realm though uh archangels or angels pure period do not have egos so they would feign from that definition but yeah archangels there's um the information's a little all over the place. I believe in the system that uh, indicates 15 primary archangels for planet Earth, though we all pretty much believe that the number of archangels taking care of this messy little place is unlimited. Um, But there are 15 that seem to be the most most, uh, wildly known. Um, And people love them because they are very specific. And so you call Archangel Michael for safety and protection and Archangel Gabriel for creativity and communication and motivation and Archangel Uriel for uh, enlightenment and epiphany and and life transformation and Raphael for physical health and uh, also somewhat romance and and. So they they have these like little categories that they fit in. And we as human beings, we love that, right? We just love that. So we, if we have a plumbing problem, we want to know to call the plumber. And so people like those little categories. Um, Archangels are omnipresent. And what that means is that they can be with anyone and everyone at all times. So there are certain people out there who uh, there's only a couple of things that can get me on a soapbox. And this is one of them, but I promise not to. Okay. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) But there's, uh, there's some people out there saying, do not call on Archangel Michael. He's too busy for you. And that just makes me just cray cray. 
but because because it's, it's not human right well, it's not too busy exactly exactly <laughs> it's it's it is us humanizing the divine it is so dumb you know and, and so it's like no archangel michael can be with you the same time he's pulling timmy out of the well which is a reference that dates me terribly, <laughs> right? But oh, I know what you're talking about. I know, so I know. It's okay, but, but a lot of your listeners don't have a clue what I just said. But anyway, they you don't have to ever worry about calling on Michael or Raphael or any of the of the the Archangel Clan. They are always there to help you in all ways, in all things, and in all directions of time. And so that is built into Angel Wisdom Tarot cards, that entire concept. Well, it reminds me of reading in um, uh, one of the Hay House authors, I'm sure you know, Anita Morjani. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love her. Isn't she amazing? She is. Well, when she described in her first book, Dying to Be Me, about what it was like in the afterlife. And I just thought it was so amazing where you can put your attention on anything and be there at any moment and go back in any amount of time. Like just, we have to throw away that linear time thinking exactly I when it comes agree. to the, the angels, you know, because they are, they are not operating in that realm at all, much like the af afterlife that she described. There is no time in that way that we're thinking of. So, and also with the colors that I wasn't aware of. I mean, I knew that, a lot of people would say Michael is like a, a purple color or blue. I, and and you yeah. describe the colors of, of the angels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see Archangel Michael as basically being a sapphire blue. Um, and, and, and sometimes I think that having a... a a husband who's a jeweler is <laughs> affects me that way. <laughs> As it's like we start talking, I go, "Oh, he's peridot green," you know. But um, um, but yeah, Archangel Michael is known to be sapphire blue or leaning a little towards purple. Uh, Gabriel is a copper color. Uh, Uriel, to me, <laughs> which makes sense for me, is like like golden sequins. Okay. Just sparkling, glittery gold. Uh, Raphael, emerald green. See, I just did it again. Um, yes. And so, well, you're a sparkly guy. I saw. I, I am see a where. sparkly guy. I, you, how many friends do you have that have ten sequin jackets? <laughs> just me, right? You're, you're it. Yeah, I was it. I knew it. I was it. I knew I was it. I knew I was. Well, I love the colors because it made me think of. Um, I mean, a lot of times when I'm in meditation, I'll see, you know, a color. A lot of times it's blue. I've never really seen a pink or a red color, but sometimes a blue or a green will come up. And would that be indicative of maybe um, Michael or Raphael being around? Absolutely. A, a pink can be Ariel or Jophiel, depending on the shade of the pink. Um, red is not a color that is generally uh, associated with the 15 archangels in the system I work with. Uh, if you uh, work with a system uh, like uh, Diana Cooper, who I adore, you know, and she and I are totally, it's like we've been on stage many times together and we just love each other. And so we've agreed to disagree because it just doesn't even matter. You, you grab the angel system, just like any language of the divine. And if the Diana Cooper version works for you, Great. If the Radley Valentine version, and then, oh, I shouldn't even say that because it's not mine. If the version I follow, then great. You, you follow the thing that resonates, but, um, absolutely colors showing up 
can absolutely be something um, that represents a particular archangel that is trying to spend some time with you. Or it could just mean you need to be following Dougal Frazier and, <laughs> and learning. Check in your colors. Check in your colors. Check in your colors. Absolutely. He's a great teacher as well. And also Diana Cooper out of the UK, if you want to look her up. Yeah, she's uh, awesome. She has some amazing information she to does. share. So the other um, cool thing amongst many in this deck, I mean, it's it's so rich in information. You put, you know, guide words and, and things on these cards to let us know which angels that we could be working with. But the other thing you did that I thought was cool was that you changed the suits, you know, from the traditional tarot of wands, swords, cups, and coins or pinnacles yeah. to the elements. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting. And I wanted to ask you about that. Was that because of the astrological connection with tarot? No, that- not really. I mean, the reason that I did it was because I, in my first outing into making a tarot deck, I kind of wanted to make sure that, again, that I was like kind of like pulling things away from fear-based stuff. And it, it isn't necessarily rational because fears are irrational by their very nature, generally. Um, but some people found swords very alarming. Other people thought... It, other people who were, per, uh, how do I want to say this, maybe not as fully studied uh, on symbols, thought pentacles had some sort of nefarious um, meaning to them. And so once swords were out and pentacles were out, they were all out, right? And so um, I, I, these suits, these were suits have long, for hundreds of years, been associated with the four elements. And, and so that was not like something I invented. It was long an association that cups represented water, you know, because water is symbolically something that represents our intuition and represents emotion. And that's what those cups are holding in the tarot deck are those very things. So that wasn't something, you know, it wasn't like I like, Ooh, I have invented this. That was not it. But in my research, I was like, well, what am I going to do instead? I came across that and I'm like, okay, I really like that. And especially given that angel tarot cards, my first deck, you know, I used, you know, icons. And so for the fire suit, I used dragons and for the water suit, I used mermaids. And for the uh, air suit, I used, um, unicorns. And for the earth suit, I used uh, fairies. So it all just kind of fit together nicely. And then I played around with that throughout these seven decks. But what I just kept finding was that, you know, it's like that was the one that people most resonated with. And so I've kind of like, I'm I'm sort of stuck there now. I'm just kind of like not going to play around with it anymore. Right. No, that's interesting. Because I, I have this one a tarot guide that I use, you might've seen it in a new age shop. It's like this blue laminated thing that folds out oh. and it's really been helpful to me, you know, cause you can look at things at a glance and it also gives you some history about the, the tarot cards. And it says that tarot and, and astrology are linked. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, the golden dawn did that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So I didn't know that. Yeah. They did that. And yeah. Well, let's let's do some readings and have some fun a little bit here. Oh, okay. Me. So I've I've got my cards here and I'm shuffling them. I just 
I had them sent to me by the speedy staff over there at Hay House. <laughs> to thank, thank them for do you, sending me this. Do you know awesome do you know people at Hay House? <laughs> uh, just a few. Oh, just a know. few. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Some uh, some really nice people uh, that are still there. Um, so I'm I'm shuffling now, and so when someone's just getting the deck, you know, say maybe some wonderful person gave you a gift of this deck, which would be so great. And you say that you really want to make sure that you shuffle them really well. Yeah. And is that also so I can put like my intention and energy in there? Yeah. In I addition mean, to like mixing them up too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's that, I mean, um, it, you know, in the guidebook, it does give you a procedure for clearing the cards because your cards were delivered by the postman who may or may not have had a good day. And so you want that energy out um, and you want your energy in. So, yes, that's part of it. But I'll be honest with you, <laughs> Diane, for me, part of this is to set the ego aside. Because and, and the process I go through to shuffle a deck for the first time is probably laughable but of, of how much I go through. But it is if you play with tarot long enough. It is going to happen that when you shuffle, you get the four of fire, the five of fire, and the six of fire. It is eventually going to happen. And I don't want my ego saying, well, you just didn't shuffle very well. <laughs> and so, and, and I don't want the egos of my students to be engaged that way. And so part of the reason why I shuffle the way I shuffle is so that when cards that follow one another naturally in an unshuffled deck come out in a row, you your ego can't say that. Your ego can't get in the way. You have to go, no, I know that's not possible. So this is a real reading. Ah, I see. So someone might not like that spread and say, okay, well, this isn't right. I'm going to do it over. Well, and uh, well, I, my friend Colette Baron Reed calls that oracle abuse. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's it's really more like just a let, a letting the cards fall out in order, and you being able to say, I know I shuffled good, so this is a real reading. So don't set it aside thinking that I just didn't shuffle right. So. And speaking of oracle abuse, that's kind yeah. of interesting where, you know, what if people are just nutty and they're, you know, pulling cards for, for every decision and then it kind of, is it, can it, can it take over in a way, in a negative way? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, um, when, when Colette talks about oracle abuse, what she's talking about is people throwing cards and not liking what they got. And so throwing them again and then throwing them again or right. asking the same question every single day, trying to get the answer you're hoping for. That's what she's talking about. I, 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 I I think it could I think you I think there can be an unhealthy way of working with tarot just like there's an unhealthy way of doing anything. Sure. Um so but you know if you want to get up in the morning and you've got an important meeting and you want to ask the cards do I wear the red dress or the blue dress? 
or in in our life now, do I wear the blue shirt or the blue or the red shirt? Because everybody's got on sweatpants <laughs> below because <Right>. nobody's in <laughs> an interview in person. But um, it, I don't think there's any necessarily anything wrong with that. I, I would definitely ask the cards before I bought a car or bought a house. Um you know, definitely. And I do think that it's a super cool thing to get up in the morning and say, okay, angels, what do I need to know today? That's interesting. I was just curious of your take on that because that's what I like to do. You know, I have kind of a little morning ritual and I'll, yeah. I'll pull cards, um, you know, not every day, but most days, you know, and I'll, I'll read like my daily word or, you know, try to get myself into a decent frame of mind to tackle whatever that I've got going on for the day. That's why I, I love doing the cards so much because I think it's just such a great way to, you know, just get some information and check in Absolutely. You know, and set the tone. Yeah, totally. So, well, as we've been talking, I've been like, I've been shuffling and shuffling here and I shuffled them really good before we spoke today. So let's kind of start out with just helping people with an easy one, like the three cards spread. Yeah. And so I'm going to lay out three here okay. and just what I, and just what I've done with reverse cards. Uh -huh. And you kind of mentioned this too. I don't really like to get too confused with the meanings of reverse cards. Cause sometimes there can be a totally different or opposite meaning. I just pay more attention to that card. Yeah. That's and, and what, what do I you do. think about that? Yeah. I mean, that's what I do. I think that reading reversed cards is a beautiful art form. If you have mastered it, then I think that's super cool. Um, but now you're now you're memorizing 156 minimum because every card has multiple meanings. Um, so it, instead of 78, so I what I do is if a card comes out upside down, and because I'm such a caref careful shuffler which is a word I always have to struggle <laughs> over uh, because I'm such a careful shuffler. I, I just turn it upside right, but I give it more attention. I go, wow, for a card to come out up, upside down for me is really amazing and must be the magic of the universe. Right. No, I like, I like that kind of that interpretation because it takes the pressure off. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was driving myself crazy trying to interpret Certain, you know, reversed meanings. Yeah. I'm like, oh, forget it. You know, and it's also the one that you call the jumper card. Yeah. I, it's like a similar thing too. Oh, yeah. I better keep that. I'm going to pay attention to that yeah, card. Yeah, absolutely. It jumped. So I pulled um, for my three, I got a five of, and the green leaf is earth, right? Uh, yes, it is. Five of earth. Then I have, I'm not sure what this one is. It's a lady in a green dress of earth oh well it's, it's probably the queen of earth maybe yeah that's what it is it's the number four card oh no 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 so it's four of earth four of earth and then i have the strength card okay okay so i'm trying to catch up to you oh and they were right together so you pulled five of earth you pulled four of earth oh yeah 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 and you pulled strength yes yes I love my strength card because I have it's a, an angel and a lion. Well, yeah, it's Ariel. It's Archangel Ariel. Um, and I just love her. <laughs> 
I'm I'm very very fond of of Ariel. She's beautiful. Yeah, and and well, part of what I love about Ariel is that you know people sort of like generally think of archangels as being in flowing robes and you know all that stuff, and and Ariel is basically kind of like a badass. <laughs> you know, she she protects uh, animals and nature. And so and she re- she's constantly running through the forest, taking care of things. So I had the artist draw her almost as if she was Elven from Lord of the Rings. That's so fun. I was just going to say she looks like Legolas. Exactly. So she's in, she's not in a flowing gown. She's in pants. She's running through the forest, right? You know, she's, and she's got uh, jewels on her side that are there for, because she's also the archangel of manifestation and abundance. So that's, that's a really good card in that third position. Yeah, it is. Which, which in this, which in this uh, three card, Thing is usually past, present, future. Uh-huh. Yeah, generally it is. Uh, it, again, well, not again, I didn't say it yet, but intention, intention, intention. So whatever you intend the three cards to be is what how the, the, the divine magic will come out. So the first card that you pulled is five of earth. And so that's a really good card to have in the past. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rather than in the future, but in the past, because, you know, this is a card that has some pretty, uh, pretty tough symbol, uh, imagery in traditional tarot. Uh, but, you know, I wanted to keep, you know, like I said, I wanted to keep some, uh, of the old symbolism. So we've got the, the church on the outside, we've got the stained glass, which is very traditional symbolism. Um, but instead of having these people who are hobbling along, bleeding and broken, you know, basically we just have a woman who is sitting here being tended to by Archangel Sandal Fawn, who is the Archangel of Answered Prayers. And, and nice. so, and, and the, the daffodils were meant to represent the hope of spring, right? The hope because this card is generally a winter scene. And so it's like, well, but, so yeah, winter, tough spring still comes. And so this is a card where our fears are made manifest and we're seeking for help. And so that card in the past is kind of where you want it to be, <laughs> you know, fears. Well, it's so true. Yeah. You know, where it landed because in, you know, in the, in the recent past, I mean, definitely I've been worried about, uh, you know, starting a new, new projects, um, fears around money and, you know, that that's in the past gives me hope that, you know, moving forward in the next three months or so, which is kind of how I think of doing a three card, like, right. you know, a three or six month time period that, okay, well, I did manage to go over that hurdle. So then what I'm, what I'm dealing with now, managing my resources. Right. Exactly. Wisely, I mean, this is clearly um, a, 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 an abundance prosperity reading. Mm-hmm. Because we've got the fears moved to the past. Now we're in balance, okay? Because four of earth is about that, about finding balance. Because this card can be black or white. It can be spending money and running amok, or it can be hoarding money, you know? And so this card really does say, okay, smart business decisions, right? 
finding the balance, managing your resources wisely so that we can head into the strength card. Now, strength card is also a card about some balance. It's it's strength through kindness. But if for me, I would look at this card and go, here's Archangel Ariel. She's got her jewels on the side. She's got her gold coins in her bag that she throws at you to help you to manifest And here she is putting the crown on the king of the forest, right? But think of that as you getting your gold crown. I love it. See, I think it's so cool when you do it, when you pull it yourself and really, you know, I mean, I kind of pulled these, but they were real. This is really accurate. (laughs) I I, I always, I amaze myself. (laughs) She's shocked. Oh my gosh. I know. I'm amazed. Like, wow. But it, it gives me an idea of, okay, I know what I went through and then looking forward to what's ahead, you know, over the next couple of months. It looks that, good. Yeah. It looks really good. You, you, so this, she this gets is her so act cool. together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I finally get my act together, yeah. but it's been so fun to, to sit with these cards you know, and play around with them. And I really hope people check out this deck because this deck is so rich, so much symbolism, so much that we can learn about ourselves by working with this. So I hope that people check it out. And it's been so fun to talk with you. We have just about a minute left um, of the show. So I wanted people to be able to find you. So I always see you popping up on Facebook, you're on Instagram. So are you teaching on social media more these days? Oh my God. I'm teaching more than I've ever taught in my entire life. (laughs) Right now we're actually doing a class on manifesting for the new year using tarot. So that's the, that's the class that I'm teaching right now, but we are, we have planned out, we being my team and I, we have planned out all the way to the end of summer of, of what, what I'm teaching and what it's about and trying to make it all make sense and relevant to this particular moment in time while we're all healing and recovery, we're all in recovery, right? And so, um, uh, yeah, I, I have, it's been cray cray, but the most fun ever. Well, people can find you all over. So definitely check out Radley, RadleyValentine.com on Facebook and Instagram as well. And pick this up, the Angel Wisdom Tarot Cards. I love it. And thank you so much, Radley, for joining me today. So happy to be here. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and as a dream expert and best-selling author, I'm here to empower you to mine the gold from your nighttime dreams. Join me on the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again, don't take your dreams lying down. <laughs>